Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of the Tony Cangro Show. We're still on season 0 for origin stories. Today, my guest is none other than my little brother, Adriano. You comfortable? Yeah, are we still testing or? I just shoot the shit for now. Okay. Because I just, what I do is I usually start talking and kind of just shoot the shit and then I decide at a, at a certain point when to cut and when to start. But I kind of, like, I just... Okay. Like even like when I had Jordan here, yeah, or like Lauren or anyone else, what we did is we just uh, started shooting the shit, and then at one point in time, I just decided to start taking the clip from there, and yeah, all right. The point good. is to like actually have a conversation with each other, not keep looking at the camera. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I uh, I remember like a while back when you said you were starting like a podcast, and I thought that was pretty cool because it's a good way to get information across, and obviously, big in the fitness space. It's a re- like the fitness industry is picking up on that. The CPA just came out with their own podcast. CPA has their own podcast? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They just came out with it too. CPA ambassador has no clue that CPA has their own podcast. <laughs> yeah. but um, Who's who's hosting theirs? I mean, I don't know who's hosting it, but I think they just did an episode with Ron. Oh, I'm going to have to take a look. Yeah. Unless I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was CPA. I'm, I'm, pos- I'm pretty positive. But... No, when you said you were doing a podcast a while back, I'm like, oh, and you were mentioned it would be cool if you came on and talked about like fitness, but from like a teenage perspective, yeah. how we're doing it. So yeah, maybe you, you, uh, your experiences getting into fitness are going to differ heavily from mine. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I don't know. Um, times, times have changed slightly, but like the, the generational difference between like my age category and your age category is like pretty significant. True. So in terms of like, I know what my experience is like my audience knows um, kind of how the fitness industry started out and like for my journey and like where things have started and where they are now. And for your generation, like well, how do you, like how does your generation even like view the fitness industry like to start? Well, I feel like, I don't know, like, my people in my grade people around my age there's a lot of emphasis on i guess the word aesthetics so you you're familiar with this right yeah that's a big thing our age the david laid look um all the like gym shark the young gym shark guys so a lot less focus on the mass and a lot more on like just the aesthetics but i feel like that's recently kind of changed because i feel like some kids are kind of taking it their own way and just using the gym as like a hangout thing. And that's one thing I don't like about just going to the gym and it being like a big social ground. But in some sense, that's productive. In some sense, not so much for the gym. But Mm -hmm. I feel like all in all, there's more of an emphasis placed on aesthetics for us. And just like, I don't know, just like with the TikTok culture and all that, just getting a good physique in a short period of time, which as I've learned, it's not the case. Yeah, no, it's, uh, as you know, consistency built up over time. And until you build a good physique yeah it's actually funny because um when i first started this thing i remember it was walked down i was in grade 10 and i was looking at myself in the bathroom mirror at school and i'm like all right i got two weeks off i'm gonna use this time to get a six-pack and get bigger arms well here we are two years later actually on the dot today because the lockdown was march 15th was today the 16th so is it what day is it it's actually crazy today is the 16th so is this actually like two years on the dot i started working out march 15th or march 16th and it's march 16th today so yeah two years later and i'd like to think that you know we finally got a little bigger arms now got got a little bit of a six-pack going but well if if we throw up your before and afters to when i first started when you throw up your uh, before and afters to when i first started to uh now it's like Sub- substantial because you what do you start at like what was your start weight i don't know if uh you remember but when i first stepped on the scale working out I, it was grade 10 i was about five six same around the same height i grew a few inches but i was 105 mm-hmm. and yeah you helped get me to 185 morning weight so mm-hmm. 80 pounds gained you know and now we're now look what we're at prepping for a show Mm -hmm. so i've always you know been pretty excited about that that's actually you got me into fitness i can't lie about that it was 
a combination of just wanting to look better, wanting to get that better aesthetic. But I always used to be so proud showing my friends like your Instagram pics mm -hmm. and like all the like, oh yeah, look at this. My brother's like IFBB pro recognized athlete. I'm not this an IFBB pro. No, but that's, what do they know, right? <laughs> you, you're going there. I, hung, I hang out with some pros, yeah. but I never, yeah, never I, came close to tomato, that. Tomato, tomato 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 but uh no so i uh, i looked up to that and i was like i really thought it would be cool to compete and i think when i first came to you with the idea you you had to in your right mind you had to have thought like no there's no way because i was a stick i was skinny fat and there was just no way that we were building a stage ready physique well you weren't skinny fat you're just skinny okay yeah if you want to call i thought i thought i still had chub on my belly so that's why i called skinny fat. no you're just a skinny kid just a skinny just a yeah stick. you where were you like 137 pounds what like what do you mean 105 when i started you're 105 when you started yeah and then oh you're talking about the first check-in i'm talking about your first check-in on fitlog okay so back story on that when i came to um anthony for advice that was five months into working out doing my own thing eating whatever and that i gained 30 pounds so when i first submitted my check into him i was about 133 so a little bit less than 30 pounds gained and to be honest it kind of sucked it was a lot more fat gained and uh it was a lot it was a lot less muscle gain than i thought and i was kind of looking there and i'm like fuck i look like shit <laughs> like well then we got you up to 185 yeah big 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 uh big jump big jump pretty now big we're jump. sitting at buck 61 buck 61 um six weeks six and a half weeks six weeks out of the uh six week two days yeah coburg naturals so yeah the dream is uh coming alive i just had the goal of competing as a teenager in high school and i knew it was a big goal especially being the smallest kid in my high school being arguably probably like looked at as one of like the weakest kid like in terms of being able to pick up a weight and then turning into the biggest i mean that was a huge are you, are you the biggest kid in your grade right now i mean i would I, that's what everybody tells me i didn't think so when i entered grade um grade 12 everyone was shocked and i didn't think it was that big of a difference but then when everybody started saying it and then my best friend looked at me and he's like okay you're stupid if you don't think you have the biggest arms in this high school and then it started getting to me and i started posting progress pics and everybody's just like okay no way adrano blew up like this there had there had to be something else going on even and, i even i suspected i was like are you uh are you hitting up some of my friends back home for some stuff that i don't know about yeah and uh funny thing about that when i started getting leaner too and started seeing a little bit more cuts a little bit more vascularity you know things associated with anabolic use so like um performance enhancing drugs that's when more or not i wouldn't even say an accusation but more just questioning and at first it was playful questioning but then it was like okay are you actually on stuff what's up bella but nice. i think i think um i have mixed feelings about that so in a way it's a huge compliment for someone to think that i took steroids to get to where i am that obviously means that they think i cheated which you know means it was impressive but in the same sense i found it a little bit you know discouraging that oh you think that like you know like i just took the easy route like there's no you don't get you guys don't think i did this through dieting and hard work and looking back on it and just thinking i don't think there's a lot of people you know 17 that have a concept of nutrition like you taught me have a concept of training smart like you taught me with purpose with purpose so before you know making an accusation or assuming someone's on anabolic so look at the way they train Mm -hmm. ask them about what their kitchen looks like what their fridge looks like ask them if they're weighing their food because i was doing all these things at home and it was tedious you know at first it was hard to you know get my parents in on it but once i got past that i knew it was something i wanted to do and it just kind of took off from there like i started blowing up in size i was getting pretty good feedback from everybody and the first real indication was um, you know how like COVID, we couldn't even see our friends for like a good three, four months. Mm -hmm. I was just working out in my basement. I didn't have much. I had a pull-up bar, a couple sets of dumbbells, and that was it. And then when I went to my buddy's house, because he has a gym in his basement, and, for the first time, they looked at me and they're like, "Mad respect, bro! Like you got so big." And it made me feel great. And then putting in the work, 
when gyms opened up at an actual gym for the first time and then entering grade 12 and getting all of this praise all of this like damn like i'm looking up to you like the, the swipe ups on my stories that i've been getting they, like i'm proud of it like i'm proud of like like guys tell me they're looking up to me now i'm getting asked to do fitness advice and nutrition advice but it's like then there's then there's that gray area that everybody's been uh been the question i've been avoiding for a good a good six months now am i natural or have i been sipping on the capri sun <laughs> so um i will and i think you know anthony um didn't believe me either at first no i fucking i was i remember going uh i didn't see you in months and uh i was i was just fucking blown away i was like you're still following this same fucking programming still eating the same amount of food and you've you've blown up this much you got good genetics and that's the thing like you gotta realize like our genetics are gonna vary we have different dads yeah and uh like my stepdad your dad like his calves are fucking huge yeah like you look at that guy's calves and they're just like big he doesn't train legs and he's got trunks he, he could compete in classic yeah like just looking at his legs yeah. he do well and it's just that we in the family it's just it's good genetics so that's one thing and then you got to look at too you unlike a lot of kids your age and this is what i always said when uh, I started getting older. Is it like, I wish I knew what I knew now back then. And you're literally the result of that. Me passing on that information to you young and you yeah. able, you being able to train with purpose, being able to eat purposefully and you're getting the results. Yeah. At the time where your testosterone is at a peak level being young. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, that I don't think people realize. I started working out at an optimal time because that's when my body started producing testosterone at a higher rate. So I took advantage of that. So that's another factor. You got genetics and you got your endogenous hormone production, right? That's the correct phraseology. Uh, exogenous would like be if, if you're injecting external. Yes. So in, endogenous is what I'm producing yes, naturally. Yes. Okay. So my endogenous production was high. I mean, I felt great, you know, I, seven, I was 17 year old guy. I'll say that. Mm. So I felt amazing. And yeah, I mean, the nutrition was there. I was going to failure on my sets and I was training with a lot of methods. I followed your programming. I was watching a lot of videos, you know, I watched, I feel like watching YouTube, you know, whether or not you feel good about some of these guys or not, just watching those initial advice videos and just seeing all these, you know, natty or nots and just kind of looking at a different perspective. That taught me a lot about fitness and like biology and like got me into it. And that understanding too, and how to train intelligently, I feel like that helped propel me. Mm -hmm. Now, do I still watch these guys? No. Now I got a coach who mm -hmm. knows exactly what I'm putting into my body. But before I was taking it seriously, I had that. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on was, um, yeah. So I did, when I first started, I wanted to see the results fast. I wanted to look the way I look now, back then. And I did consider it. Like I was very much. I know you've asked me a million and one questions about anabolics yeah. and SARMs and the whole nine. And yeah, what has my answer been each and every time? Don't do it. You're it's too fucking not young. Worth it. And um, he was right because we were able to get the results I was looking for back then, just in a longer period of time. And I'm glad I didn't do it because I didn't crash my endogenous production. Still going to get some natural testosterone, but um, I really considered it, and I taught myself a lot about it. I went into the organic chemistry. I, I memorized compounds. I memorized all selective androgen receptor modulators. Just throwing words out that, to my friends that like they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Just say you're on steroids. And I never actually went on it. It was almost like a tempting factor, but it was like, okay, I'll do it in two weeks. I'll do it when I'm a little bit bigger. So it's like I'm maximizing what I can add. I just never did it. And you know, so to answer the question that I've been avoiding, yeah, I, I am natural. I haven't introduced any PEDs into my body. So no SARMs, no steroids, nothing, no MK. So, yeah. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I've had my fair share of trembolone sandwiches and whatnot. And oh, yeah. Coming from experience after, use, after using drugs from a younger age, I was able to see that, A, this isn't the most optimal route. And B, well, at the end of the day, I just started way too fucking young. Mm -hmm. And look, I burned out super quick. 
And I mean, can you keep pushing things? Yes. But like my health was already having multiple complications. And did I want to keep going down that path or did I need to clean it up? But now look, I'm on TRT for the rest of my life. Whether I, I'm done competing, I'm done bodybuilding. I'm, I train a couple times a week. I don't diet anywhere near what I used to. Mm-hmm. And it's all gone. I've, I'm back to like an average build. And it just shows you it's a very, very temporary look. Mm-hmm. Where you on this hand now, you're natural. This is going to be far more beneficial if you ever down the road do decide to take anything. Mm-hmm. Which I know you are very persistent about wanting to experiment down the road when you get older. But at the same time, I, at the same time, I still, I I'd rather you stay natural the entire time. Yeah. And that's probably honestly the decision I'm going to make after seeing like the results and everything that we've been getting. And it's just, you got to look at like, you have some like fantastic clients too, like Nick Boutros prime example. Like mm-hmm. I look up to his physique and he did all of that naturally too. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show like he's been training a lot longer than me. So mm-hmm. I can't expect the results in two years. You got it's it's all it's all a question of time. And it's like, yeah, you can take steroids and you can increase the time, but then are you decreasing time later for optimized training? And you know, in your case You can't just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. And I think the big problem, especially with your age category, is they view steroids as uh, a solution to their problem the real solution to their problem is to start eating fucking right to start training fucking harder and to take things seriously and be consistent um steroids don't do all the work and to be honest they hardly do any work at all if you're not working too but it it comes out even we just trained delts and i pushed you a little bit harder for some of those sets oh yeah and yeah but that's that's what i mean it's that that intensity that you bring to the gym and people say oh i'm plateauing well it's like why are you plateauing? Are you not eating enough? Mm-hmm. Are you not training hard enough? And they're like, oh, I'm doing this. And then you see people training in the gym and they're half-assing it. They're not even even like you still have a lot to learn. But as per somebody your age, like you're blowing kids your age out of the water. Like they don't they don't know anything about their form in general. And you're sitting there and kind of leading the way for your for your generation well you're not gonna say your generation but you're yeah you're your peers and your your age demographic yeah yeah Yeah. and like that's the thing it's all depends on what your purpose is and you know i what's what's the question you're gonna get asked more what's your bicep size or what's your maxes most of the time it's gonna be your maxes so you gotta figure out like are you training for strength are you training for hypertrophy like there is a fine line between those two and for me, it's not just smacking as much weight as I want to on a barbell and pressing it. It's doing it, what you were showing me earlier, proper mind-muscle connection, all about the angle of your lower back, you know, what your position is. And that just goes for everything. It's all about your form. It's all about your technique. Body mechanics. Yeah. And, like, what would you say is, I just want to prove that point here. What would you say is a strong suit on me? Aside, like, upper body-wise. What would you say? Your back. And I was just going to say that. So... My back used to be my weakest point, but when I figured out how to engage a good my muscle connection on lat pull downs, especially and row, remember how many times I FaceTimed you and I was like, how do I do a row? When I finally realized how to get that squeeze, how to get that elbow bend, I lowered the weight, I got a good squeeze, and that's how it grew because when you're activating the muscle, if you're throwing a bunch of weight on there and just pulling, and you're just pulling, you're going to target more of your upper back, you're not going to get big lats. So it's all about just doing that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember being a lot younger and I had fucking no rear delts when I was like when I was training, like I when I first started out, I had no rear delts, like fucking whatsoever. Um I remember Joey Flores was someone who told me, like, oh man, you really gotta work you really gotta work on your rear delts. And I had it stuck in my mind from there and my rear delts was probably about my biggest weakness. And then they became one of my bigger strengths towards the end of training. Everyone's like, Holy fuck, like yeah. they're well developed. And uh I mean, that's, you work on a weakness long enough and it'll become strength. Yeah. That's with everything. Like your, your legs are for 17 years old. Holy fuck. Cause I remember taking uh courses there when I was coaching him, he already like had some big legs on him from playing soccer through the years and everything else. But like kid was a string bean other than his legs when he had first come to me and then we turned him into a bodybuilder. Yeah. So like it. It, and that's the thing too. It comes down to 
how much you're willing to put in is what you're going to get out of it, right? Yeah. That's so. the thing. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. And uh, it it is a little bit genetics too. Like, But I feel like one thing that's wrong with kids my age is we got to stop throwing that word around, good genetics, bad genetics. You look at me in grade 10, what are you going to say? I have good genetics? You look at me now. Well, you don't really, you can't really find out until you just, you actually start, you hit puberty and you start growing. And like a lot of these kids don't even have any idea of what their genetics are capable of because they haven't experimented that far. They haven't gone down to a regimented diet, let alone train progressively harder and harder. They haven't challenged themselves in the gym. I see, like, I go to Good Life still, and I see kids training, and it's like they're the weight that they're lifting and the movement. It's, you can tell that they're not challenging themselves at all. They're just moving the weight for the sake of moving the weight. Yeah, and and that's why kids aren't getting results. And they don't. I don't think they understand the actual um, effort and intensity required to build muscle until later. And at that point, they're like, oh, my genetics are shit. No, your genetics might have not been shit, but you wasted so much time fucking around when you could have been growing. Whereas you, you you're like, no, I'm not going to fuck around. Like, I'm, I want this. You yeah. have the knowledge there and you just acted on it and you did the fucking work. Yeah. And that's how simple it is. If you do the work, you get the results. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think they're doing the work, but they're not. Exactly. And uh, just anybody watching that wants to know if they can do it. I had a couple. I had a couple plates in my basement. I had a few dumb. I literally had a few sets of dumbbells and a pull-up bar. I think there was an easy curl bar too, and then we got like a little pulley system for triceps. I really focused on not being able to feel my muscle after the workout, and that sounds intense, but that's how do you think you build muscle? Your that body doesn't want to build muscle. You, you have to force it to build muscle. The way you started training, it was actually hilarious because it's like a, it was like a young Arnold thing. He's like, you didn't start counting the reps. Until like you were completely like until you were fatigued. Exactly. And uh, I think that worked because as soon as I started feeling the pain, that's when I was like, all right, let's push for 10 more. And then I had this weird thing in my head. I was like, let's push for another three more. Oh, I bet I can't do another two more. And I was all in my head. But that craziness that I thought I was just being, you know, a little bit crazy, a little bit delusional. But that's what pushed me to do it when mm-hmm. on my last set. And it's like no word of a lie. I'm sure you've gone through this. The stretch at the end, the, like the squeeze, the lactic acid build that you feel, that is more important to building muscle than maxing out on bench with terrible oh, form. The the ego lifting and the one rep max, it's it's not really good for anything. At the end of the day, um, you you put guys in a room and whoever can bench the most once, what other thing can you accomplish practically from that one thing? Nothing. It's it's just a matter of who's it's it's a pissing contest. Yeah, one rep maxes are just numbers. They're just people setting records for whatever whatever emotional tie they have to that number and to the I, I my ego needs this to feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, ego lifting. I used to do it. I used to always try to do a little bit more weight than I could just to kind of like try and show off, and I'd fuck my form up and. Uh, it wasn't until I really started training in a sense where like form mattered more than anything else in the world. I didn't care how much I was lifting. Like even now after not being allowed in a commercial gym, being kind of stuck to using home equipment and going back into a commercial setting, like I'm not going back in with an ego. I'm using less the weight than a lot of the people in there. Mm-hmm. I don't care because right now I want to, I want to build my physique back. Mm-hmm. Obviously not to the point I was at before using mass amounts of PEDs. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to get to a point where I'm comfortable in my own skin again because I, I feel since I accomplished so much um, when I was young, I want to be able to kind of keep that throughout the rest of my life, right? Yeah, for sure. But what would make me go back into a gym and start all over with the principles I started with when I was a kid? Exactly. I'm, I know I'm wiser now and I'm not going to go in there just like, hey, like he used to look good. Why is he only fucking, why has he got 70, 80 pounds on the lat pull down when he's starting to set? Like, is this guy serious? Is Does this guy even fucking lift? It's like at the end of the day, it's like I, if I got to use baby weights, it is, it is what it is. It's funny too, because at the gym the other day, I uh, worked in to a set with this guy. And uh, we were just doing incline bench. And I really, you know, like to get the good squeeze, like the good stretch. 
and uh he put I, I he started with 135 i did my 135 and then he added weight and then when it came around to my set i i took the weight off and i'm like can you take the can you take the extra plate off and he's like keeping it light today and i'm like what do you mean he's like oh you can push more weight than this i'm like zach i can push more weight than this but why 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 want why do you want to push more weight if you can achieve the muscle growth with less weight not not necessarily always with less weight it's just focus on form first and keep progressively adding more intensity if that's slower reps um different very different strategies and methods or slowly increasing the weight but you don't want to move the weight up ever without being able to control it pushing weight just for the sake of pushing weight is not optimal and it's not really going to get you far just spinning your tires at that point mm-hmm. so it's own the form own the weight make i always say make the weight your bitch if you can't move that weight and control it the entire way and bring it back and you gotta like like take bench press for example if you can push it up and if you can't lower it at the same tempo and you gotta like drop or you gotta fucking blast it up and slowly go down and you can't keep that same time under tension equally on your eccentric then why are you doing it mm-hmm. it's it's not a numbers game i understand like there are there are valuable there is some value between like cheetah reps and everything else but like mm-hmm. that's that's towards the end that's when you're already hitting failure and you're just you're trying to push further but like yeah. when you're actually doing the work the most of that load getting the most of that load is what's important yeah i'm all for half reps and assisted reps when you reach the end of your set or even maybe for a last set throw in some assisted reps but even throughout training yeah. it doesn't matter but like controlling the weight throughout the entire movement throughout that entire exercise is what's most important that's where most guys just like i moved x amount of weight okay but did you control it did you get the most muscle recruitment out of every rep or did you just push it just to push it training with purpose and training with intent yeah rather than just moving weight for the sake of moving weight yeah and even you know for me there's always like there's i'm be honest i still feel a social pressure sometimes to push more weight everybody does dude yeah. I, I go into the gym and like it's I, I catch somebody i know looking at me that knows what i used to look like and it's like fuck i got a sweater on i'm kind of got like a dad bod going on and i'm lifting a lot lot lighter i'm not picking up those hundred hundred pound dumbbells to uh do my dumbbell to do my chest press i'm picking up like 45 50 pounds and then 55 pounds and finishing my set with them it's like are you even training it's like yeah i'm just yeah. substantially weaker now that i've spent two years out of the gym mm-hmm. not dieting not being consistent and that's at the end of the day that's what it comes to is the consistency that you sorry the consistency that you put in over and over and over gets you somewhere you keep doing it you keep getting further and further and i know in the back of my mind that it's like hey time to put in the work to get where you want to be and starting off small again is is what it is like you're probably lifting more weight than i am right now like let's be honest. Uh prep. Maybe maybe around the same. Maybe around the same for maybe prep. Maybe around yeah? the same for prep. But yeah. I but mean, you're seventeen and I'm twenty eight. Yeah. I mean, when I was peak of the bulk, I was controlling the hundreds for chest press really nicely. Mm-hmm. Now it's like seventies. It's a little a little bit more, but you notice a drastic decrease. And that's the thing too, all the different factors. You've been out training for um, you know, two years, like training intensely. I'm substantially lowering my calories and increasing cardio every week. There's different factors. I don't know why the gym is turning into something where you're put on a pedestal for how much weight you can push, but then those same people come to the people who have good physiques, who have the mass that they want, and then ask them questions. How do you get that? And when they give them the answer to lower the weight and not ego, if they get offended by that, like, oh, you don't think I can lift that much weight? Well, I never said that. It's just, I think that you could optimize your muscle building potential by lowering the weight. I just think that needs to go away. That part of the gym. Feel like, it won't. I know. It won't. Society. It should. Society sucks. Yeah. You're young. You're full of... Uh, I don't know how to put it. You're excited for the world. I've lived through the world. <laughs> I've experienced it already. It's not always a pretty place. But that's why you got to focus on the things that are good. Always keep a positive outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Just be optimistic and just keep doing you. And that's that's always going to be my biggest advice for for you and anybody your age is don't pay attention to what anyone else is doing. 
fuck everybody else do your own thing do you do what's best mm. for you because at the end of the day are is anyone else's opinion going to pay your bills no no is anybody else's opinion or they think you should be doing more is, is that what's going to get you where you need to be no you know where you need you know what you need to do to get where you want to be mm-hmm. so you just keep doing that exactly i think that's a good way to put it yeah yeah you just focus on yourself and too many people lost the I don't think they've ever gained the ability. Like, even when I was younger, I used to make that mistake all the time. I could never stay in my own lane. I was, like, I've done personality profiles to see, like, what I am. I'm debater, visionary, ENTP, whatever it is. And uh, and it's and it's funny because it's like I I always, to me, everything always had to be a competition before, too. I'm, I have a very competitive personality, right? So, yeah. I know. And it's like, that's the thing when you're starting off, it's like, I want to lift the most weight or I want, I want to show off in the gym because why don't you want people to look at you? Right. When I, when I did that leg press and I had like 10 or 11 plates on each side and I put a girl on top, you think think that was a productive set? No, the reps were shit. I got, I got, I got what I wanted. I wanted attention. I got every, I got every pair of eyes in the gym looking. But yeah. was that a productive set to muscle? You get your TikToks and your Snapchats and all that, but yeah. that? the content isn't always worth it. I mean, like, eh, it's fun. Enjoy the experience too, yeah. and that's the thing. Join the journey, brother. Like, I we had a little bit different of upbringings. Oh yeah. Like I was out of the house at thirteen, living my own at sixteen. You're yeah. seventeen, still living at home. I'm proud of you. That's mm-hmm. for sure universities offering to pay majority of your tuition like yeah you know what i mean like i didn't have that could i have applied myself there yeah but i chose a different path at first yeah you definitely could have and like that's the thing you you can't look at it like that because you still accomplish like so much in the fitness industry and so much with what you're doing now just in the background here you can see all the different (laughs) industries you're partaking currently i can see the packs three over there yeah yeah but um and you're and, and that's another thing like my uh my cannabis usage sometimes i know i'm not being productive and i'm smoking too much weed i'm fucking myself over so i got to put myself in check and be like hey be realistic with yourself like you got to be able to be self-aware and call yourself on these things and you already have like the things that you've done you've already been able to come to me and be like hey like i'm doing this like i feel like i should do something else differently it's having the ability to be um accountable to yourself and being able to be analytical about how you're doing like without a third party telling you is it's a big accomplishment like you're you're far far ahead of what i was when i was your age because like per se like i i realize i'm smoking too much weed so i haven't last few days i haven't even smoked yeah and that's insane because you know how long you've been doing it since you were like what 13 13 to be able to cut it out just like that that's the first step. discipline being being self-aware and having discipline that's exactly it self-awareness is the thing i think i lack the most growing up um i don't want to say primarily because of the path i chose well has a lot to do with the path i chose when i was growing up we know that i was involved in a lot of dumb shit and uh i wasn't accountable to myself I didn't really care. Um, I didn't learn what worth ethic was until way later in life. And I mean, like, I was still able to chuck up all my losses and take from my experiences and get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. But I look at you now and I'm like, fuck. Like, I want to see my little brother go farther than me. I want to see you do way better than I did because I know you're capable of it. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing you grow up was something, too. Yeah. Like, let's, let's be honest you were before high school you're a little fucking geeky <laughs> oh, yeah. still, i'm still got that nerd side of me i mean uh no but you're smart yeah i mean i'm a, I, and here's the thing i'm at the end of the day like my my interest in biology like it's it's a geeky little thing people don't understand like to be to be a good coach to be a bodybuilder like I shouldn't say to be a bodybuilder because there's people who just lift things up put them put things down listen to their coach and eat whatever they tell them to and they don't have much of an interest in biology. Yeah. But for the people who actually take the to, to go the extra length and to learn why we do these things, how we apply them, and the proper practices, like you got you got to have a little geek to you to be able to learn all the biology. It's yeah. At the end of the day, I still tell people I'm like I'm a biology geek. I'm like I love 
the cannabis industry. I love the fitness industry. I it, it all stems to biology at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still fascinated with the way the human body works, and uh, I still want to find ways to defy what we know now of life expectancy and anti-aging and all that fun stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, that was a funny thing too. Um, when I started working out, a lot of people kind of got the impression that like I started like not caring about school or like stuff like that, and it's like that couldn't have been further from the truth because when I started working out. I got, I was getting internship offers from like big like tech corporations in Windsor, Essex. So like, I had to make, like, this wasn't a school run thing, but like, this is like a thing I reached out to them and got a paid position. My grades stayed up. They even went up a little bit. And it's like, you know, that's the only thing that upsets me. And the thing I get a little bit defensive about, I don't usually get upset often, but when people can tell you, oh yeah, you can't, you can't do both. Like you gotta be cheating somewhere. You gotta be cheating on your tests. You gotta be blasting anabolics. You can't have both. Maybe, no, maybe you stop getting fucked up every weekend and uh, apply yourself. And it's like, that's fucking it. That's, right I just, there. I, just, I, got, I got to say it. You know, a lot of people, if some people watch this, they're going to get offended by that. But that's, kids your age will. People yeah. my age will be like, holy fuck, this kid gets it. He's 17 and he already gets it. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't have fun because that's an integral part to not burning yourself out. No, but you got to have balance. You got to balance it. And, but everyone has their own version of what balance is. That's true. And that's where. That's I think that that line of balance separates people that truly want to succeed and people that kind of want to succeed but they don't know how to get there yet. You, you have that balance. There's no true way to weigh balance in anybody's life. It's it's a personal, it's an individual factor and variable for each and every person. Because mm-hmm. people seem to think balance is two things equally weighing each other. It's it's not it at all. It's whatever works for you. It's what's working for you. And like, that's the thing. You've continually challenged yourself over and over and over in every aspect of your life. And that's why you're getting to this point already. Like you're 17 years old and you're going to fucking blow by me. We don't know that for sure. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you will. If I have anything to do with it, you will. Well, I'll definitely try my best. I mean, I'm not, like I said, that's actually like another thing I wanted to bring up was the balancing act. Um, That's what I feel it is because, you know, right now, Currently, I'm the busiest I think I've ever been in my entire life. Balancing, you know, my last semester of high school, these grades are important, you know. Um, Your average is like fucking 100, no? Not uh, close enough. But last year it was like 100, and that was pretty cool to see. But yeah, this year, not much has changed. Went down a little bit, but. What's your average right now? Right now, considering with the marks with the second semester, so my grade 12 culminating average right now, it's at about a 97. Like 96.9 a little bit lower but you got to remember too we had two years online school and then coming back to real tests dropped me a little bit so i've been keeping up with that and then working out and i don't think people realize prepping for a bodybuilding show the gym is like <laughs> so it's a full-time fucking job you gotta eat your six meals a day sleep is important so you can't just be like okay sleep isn't important i'm not gonna get any sleep it's important to get sleep if you want to do well and you want to perform you, your you, you're only growing when you're sleeping exactly and so it's like put all those things right there some people do that full-time and then add a full-time course load to it and add me working 30 hours a week at my part-time job and you get a schedule that you know is a little bit chaotic chaotic right and like not much time to let loose and have fun so but this these are things that i wanted to do these are things that i don't mind doing so it's like i'm having fun doing it anyway and i mm-hmm. think that definition of fun is different for everyone so mm-hmm. I, I pride myself in the ability to have fun through working hard doing what i want to do is it nice to let loose here and there yeah but we can do that all we want after prep so mm-hmm. just six more weeks of this and then it, it well, is i already fun. told you too i'm like if if this show conflicts with your studies i'm not going to make you fucking do the show exactly. i'd rather you focus on school yeah no school's still number one for me um Working out hasn't changed that. If anything, it made me appreciate it more. It and gave you, me something to balance school with because yeah. burning out is something I was getting close to. So it's a good thing. But yeah, I just the the burnout gets gets fucking real after a while. Trust me. Like yeah. um, after these last two years, like pivoting over and over and over again, and like what you get hit with one thing, and it's like, all right, well, I got to find a solution to this. You find a solution to that problem, and then you hit with another thing, and it's like, how many times do I have to fucking pivot until I? get back on like a linear and it's the thing mm-hmm. progress is never linear i mean for some people it might be <laughs> but yeah. uh it's it's a lot of ups and downs and eventually you find out what works and what doesn't and 
I'm just happy you're able to benefit from like my mistakes and me being able to tell you like this worked, this didn't. Yeah, no, you helped me out a lot. You helped guide me on the right path. And I kind of knew what I had to do. I knew what was expected of me. And like, I got to be honest, like my, my parents, our parent, you know, mom, dad, they're good parents. They've helped me. They guided me. And I look back now and I'm thinking of, damn, a lot of the times that they said no and I was mad at them, as cliche as it sounds, like that helped guide me because when you're really young and you don't have that ability to think for yourself, you just want to do what everybody else is doing. And so to look back on it now and see, okay, they pushed me. Maybe they pushed me too early, but that too early is what maybe gave me the edge. So got to thank that too. Got to thank you, obviously, any positive role models, but I mean, yeah. positive now, not before. <laughs> well, depends on how you define positive, but. Uh, I was a shithead growing up and I'm, I'm aware of it. I did things I wasn't proud of and I experienced life in a different sense that mm-hmm. a lot of people would never be able to experience and they'd never be able to understand um what things are like on that side Mm -hmm. and that's why like personally for me i wouldn't change a fucking thing like at the end of the day like i I know there's things i'm not proud that i've done but at the end of the day i've 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 built so much character from the things i've done and the experience that i've had that i would not be where i am today if i didn't experience what i did yeah and um your experiences, you know, in the like, look for to some people, they're gonna look at that and say, like, the waste of many years. But to you, you know, that taught you things that you wouldn't have been able to learn without no. them. So it's like, there's that. And then, uh, some I know some people are gonna be watching this from my school, or some people my my age, because I told them about this, and uh, I told them ask any questions if you have it, cause I, you know, they know you know your stuff when it comes to nutrition, everything like that. So I said, any questions, bodybuilding, this and that. And so one of the questions was, um, what inspired you to start competing? Because we know that, you know, you like you said, you didn't have mm-hmm. the most easygoing upbringing. So did that possibly contribute to it? Oh, I've actually never, ever shared my story publicly on social media. Um, a little bit of lifting, but I haven't, I've never shared my experience growing up. You know, there's there's never a better time than bringing you on and talking about it. So fuck it. I was 13. Sure? Yeah, fuck it. I've never done this before. It's about the damn time I did. Crap. This so, is exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I was 13, we had I had issues. There was issues between us at home and not us, but like me and the parents and shit went down. And I ended up in and out of group homes like at 13. Mm-hmm. And then at 16 years old, I ended up living on my own. And uh, I'm not going to get too into detail. I'm just going to kind of scratch the surface. I like 16, living on your own, like having to hustle to get the things you want and get where you need to be. And by any means necessary of doing it, it's, it's not necessarily easy. And sometimes you make some questionable choices. But uh, it taught me a lot. And I didn't clean up my act until I hit about 19. It was funny because when I was legally allowed to start drinking is when I decided to start cleaning up my act, even though I was going downtown with a fake ID, doing the whole fucking nine. And uh, when I turned 19, that's when it's like I I had to kind of like pivot. And uh, I started taking fitness a little more seriously at that point. Started working out a little bit more at that point because I just wanted to improve my life. Yeah. Uh, Initially, I started. It's funny. um, I was, as you know, you know, the the stories i was involved in some dumb shit and mm. i uh at 16 years old i was involved in like a home invasion two guys broke into my apartment with uh, bats and ski masks and i got my ass kicked and uh it's 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 funny because after that that's what it, that's when i took my first cycle i had a buddy he was uh he was in the reserves he's like i got this stuff called anadrol oh, so oh. i started looking into anadrol and what that did and uh I, I was working out a little bit, but that's when it was like, I don't ever want to be helpless ever again. Because at that point, I was a skinny kid. I was always a skinny kid growing up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to always rely on my friends to fight my battles for me. Because up until that point, that's all I did. My friends fought all my battles for me. And I just relied on like my charisma and like my personality to get me places. And uh, my ambition and my ability to hustle. But... uh it's at that point i just i was like i'm done being helpless so i started taking androl and i started really taking the gym seriously and then it's like all right now i want to get an mma 
kind of took some classes here and there. I didn't stick with it. Just fought with friends a little bit. Had friends teach me shit. I was, did a little bit of sparring. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I just got into fitness. And then all of a sudden, that previous lifestyle was just didn't, it wasn't enticing anymore. I was like, I wanted, I liked getting big. I liked looking good. I liked getting the attention that I was getting from the good things that I was doing for myself. And it wasn't until that point that I was like, I was started getting a lot more attention for the good rather than the, the negative behavior. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. So I kept going and I kept pushing and uh, eventually I'm like, Hey, I want to, I want to take, get a little more serious, look a little better, get involved in a little more. So I ended up uh, at one point, I was always training in the gym. I hadn't considered doing a sh- like a bodybuilding show. I was actually attending bodybuilding shows already at that time with buddies oh, just to like just watching them. Yeah, just watching them because I had buddies who were interested in it and we all went to the gym. So we thought it was cool. We thought it was like we we, we thought it was like something else. It was intriguing, right? It was exciting. Like yeah. the bodybuilding shows. And uh there was not a bone in my body that wanted to compete at that point. At that point I was kind of getting in a little more into jiu-jitsu and kickboxing and I just I liked it just because it was challenging and I was all it was something I had to learn from. And no matter how hard I trained in the gym, I'd still go to that uh, MTC in Windsor and I'd still get my ass handed to me because I was training with guys like Kyle Prepolik and TJ Laramie. And like, these are guys who have been fighters for years and I'm stepping on the mats with them and getting treated like a rag doll essentially when I first got into it and slowly start progressing. And like, I, I really enjoyed that. But uh, I remember there was a kid, he was a string bean. He'd come from like Niagara Falls and like, still a white belt and still, still learning from the guys and definitely know how to take a punch. Definitely could hold my ground. Technique wasn't all there. And I did try to muscle my way out of things sometimes because like, even that I was, I was a strong kid at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember rolling with this guy who's a string bean and I had a small, and at the end of it, like I was sore. A couple of days went by, I started having really bad pain in my back and I had, uh, I went to the clinic, I ended up getting an x-ray and a small fracture in one of my ribs from like just grappling. I was like, oh fuck, like how'd I pull this off? So I kept going with that and I kept getting like bumps and bruises, little concussions, like little things that would bother me, like nothing extravagant, but uh-huh. all the injuries ended up being so much of a nuisance that at one point I was just like, I want the aesthetic of this now. I somehow, I kind of remember this all going down. Yeah. Complaining about the injuries at Nona's house one day. Yeah, I was always. And you were just done, you were done with it. So let me just, so just to get the thing straight for me. So the Anadrol cycle came before the MMA? Yeah. Okay. I took Anadrol for my very first time at like 18 years old. Oh. And then okay. I didn't start. Like I took one cycle, um, PCT'd properly at 18. Mind-blowing. Which is, is Mind-blowing, right? Yeah. And then uh, I, I didn't take stuff after that for a while. And I just focused on like training naturally for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, – after getting kind of like annoyed with the injuries, uh, I started being a little more focused on like aesthetics and how I looked and I started going down more of that path. And then uh, I hurt myself at work one day and I went to the bathroom and I was taking a leak and I felt like everything just kind of like pulled together almost like an elastic and I had like this thing pop out of me and I was like, what the fuck i had my hernia and it wasn't until i had my hernia that i ended up saying fuck all this wear and tear on my body because even at work like i was trying to be mr hercules because i always wanted to like kind of show off there's always that social i should have i should have used the crane like it wasn't like a lot of the guys i was working with at the time were even on shift i was on a i was on a night shift i was tired i was run down i should have used the crane but i thought i was big shit so I picked up this huge, uh, I shouldn't say huge, it was a decently sized plate, big steel plate, and I had picked it up and I had swung it to my left side and just went to go put it on a cart to roll it into a different section of the shop. And uh, oh. in, yeah, that's when I had hurt, that's when I had my, my hernia pop out on me. Jeez. Yeah. Was I fucking, it painful? I mean, I could imagine. I mean, it, me, when I went to the bathroom initially after, yeah, and it was, I think it was more of the shock and the scare that I was like, what the hell? Like, what just happened? Like, what did I do? So after that happened, I ended up getting surgery at Shouldice and uh, I had to take some time off of the gym. And obviously I wasn't going to go back into like jujitsu or kickboxing at that point because like I had to build my core back up and everything else and 
just try and get myself kind of back in a good place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, fuck. I was like, I don't think I'm going to go back to this right now. I want to do a show. So I got back into the gym. I started training for a couple of weeks. I had a buddy of mine. The guy I did my last podcast with, Jordan. He decided he wanted to do a show. I said, go to Jamie. And uh, it was five and a half weeks out of the show. And I look at Jamie and I'm like, I'm almost as lean as him. I'm like, can you prep me for this show too? He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? So five and a half weeks out, I decided to prep for a show. You just decided? Decided five, five, and, and, a, five and a half weeks out. Okay, that's crazy. But and I did my first show and then I never went back to uh, kickboxing or jujitsu after that. Even though like now I'm pushing to get back into it just because like at the end of the day, jits, um, I got something from that that I didn't get from anything else that I've ever done because it was the most challenging thing I had. I, I still say jujitsu is the most challenging thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm still so inclined to get back in and get as much as I can out of it. Yeah. Now, not being a kid and having an ego, I'd rather tap out than try and push and force my way out of things and let, drop my ego and just learn more. So I, I could see myself getting back in and not really being worried for too many injuries. Where when I was a kid, I was always had an ego. I had guys who were way better than me, and I'm still trying to outmuscle them out of different things just to, I don't know, mm-hmm. make myself feel better for some weird, some reason. Yeah. I struggled as a kid. I struggled a lot with like to prove myself, having the upbringing I did, and I always wanted to prove. I always, I always felt that I had to prove myself to everybody, and everything was like a competition. And it wasn't until I started getting older and stepping back and realizing that. Everything's not a competition and it's you versus you, not you versus everybody. So I started to excel more and more and more. And that's the thing where it comes back to where I say, if you can stay in your own lane, you'll go a hell of a lot farther than if you're always trying to beat everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then going back to that, to that whole question, um, I just remembered something, a post that you posted on Instagram one time actually gave me chills. The caption, it was quite clever. It was, it was a video you made with, um, I think it was a video you made. It was an adaptive physique video. It was just you, and it was a workout montage, and uh, it was to the song "Majesty." Do you remember that one? You were doing, you did pull-ups in it. You did a lot of pull-downs. You did bicep curls. You know which one I'm talking about, right? I don't. You did it with Kofi, and it was an adapted physiques, like almost like a promotion thing. And you did this was by yourself. This was not the one you did with like your whole team. This was just a montage of you working out. Oh, is this me at Apex? I yes. Dark gym. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Apex in Toronto. Yeah, you posted a caption, and you're like, it was actually pretty clever. It was like, for generations or whatever, um, iron was used to like captivate and imprison the human race, but the iron set me free. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying. You used working out as a method to, you know, get that confidence therapy. And yeah, get build myself up. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people start. That's certainly why, why I started that. And, you know, just uh, looking up to you, but bodybuilding and fitness taught me many things. And I learned skills, uh, within it because I loved it. And I was able to use those skills everywhere in the rest of my life. Mind you, um, there's almost, there's plenty of hobbies out there. There's plenty of activities to get into that can teach you those same principles. But for me, the route I took with bodybuilding, I learned things, valuable, valuable things that I'll take on throughout the rest of my life. And my worth ethic and my self-discipline, I have to accredit everything to bodybuilding because that's that's the path I took and that's that's how I achieved having that level of self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you now, two weeks after a pandemic, I've lost my self-discipline that's why i challenged myself on daily savings i'm like i'm gonna stop smoking pot for a month and uh i'm just gonna focus on getting back in shape you're gonna try to do it for a month yeah i'm gonna do it for 30 days nice i thought i thought that was a joke no you know how you posted the thing and it was this like, is not clickbait yeah okay because you posted something and you're like i'm gonna stop i'm smoking. not gonna quit smoking weed for the rest of my life no but you said like i'm gonna quit smoking for um February 29th, 30th, 31st. And I thought, yeah. I thought that was another one of those. So I was like, that was clickbait. That was clickbait. But yeah. Um, I, and I, I had posted that too, because it was kind of resonating in my own head that like, it's kind of funny. I'm smoking too much weed, right? Like the pandemic, like 
I, the pandemic brought me back to like my high school days and I had a buddy of mine, Skylar, he pointed something out to me a couple of weeks ago and he's like, man, look at your life now and everything that it's been. And imagine if you would have stayed on the same path you were on in high school, you wouldn't have been the same person. Mm-hmm. Well, Mila came to visit the us. Here. The dogs came to visit, but, uh, it wasn't until like my decision to really get into fitness that my life changed. And he's like, if what your life would have been, what your life would have been like if you didn't do these things. And he's like, I think these are some of the things that would have happened. And he's damn right. I would have went down a really shitty path. Mm. So I'm, I'm happy. I, I've, I've corrected myself and I'm at the point now where it's like your behaviors are getting to a point that resembles something where you had no self-discipline where um one in the morning driving to Max to go buy two boxes of cookies and smash them at three in the fucking morning. That's not good. Yeah. Like I'm doing things in reverse now. And that's why it's like, I have to hold myself accountable and I need to get back to what, get back to those things that brought me the results and the accomplishments and success, uh, sorry, the success in my life. Yeah. So now I'm back on that path and it's like, I'm going to take 30 days to not smoke any weed and, focus on the gym and just that. And like, when I get back down to 10% body fat, then I'll smoke a joint. Hey, that's a great goal to have. And um, I think that's the other thing too. Everything in moderation too. Yeah. That's one thing I do want to add because like people, people get carried away with anything. People can abuse anything. Oh yeah. Joe Rogan, uh, he was quoted in one of my favorite documentaries about cannabis very early on watching it in high school. And he said, you can abuse anything. You can abuse cheeseburgers. What are you going to do a law fucking cheeseburgers? real you can you can you can abuse anything in life and it's about being able to be disciplined enough to make the right choices and that's what it comes down to it's being self-aware being able to do things on your own and what made me the most self-aware i'm going to plug this book a million times over it's in the links in all my bios if you click on the amazon store think and grow rich by napoleon hill um i'll I'll plug that book at any point in time because it's a self-help book it's it's targeted at people who want to get rich, but like it, the values and the principles in there, and if you if you take all of the teachings in there, and you can become self aware, you can ha- hack your way in your life out of anything, and you can put yourself in a position for success at any point in time. Yeah, you can grow in anything you want to be, mm-hmm. and that's why this podcast. Yeah, we're talking a lot about fitness and that, but bodybuilding i don't know like what your opinion is but for me it's more of like a mental thing mm-hmm. it's all me- like building your it's mentality it's yeah discipline because what's stopping you know we were just lifting the, the 10 pound weights i could have lifted that for 10 reps or i could have lifted it for 20 reps what made me stop at the 10 reps that's all your mind so mm-hmm. it's teaching you things it's teaching you discipline you can learn that through many other things but i think fitness is a good place to start mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think uh covered a lot so yeah, I was going to say we should probably wrap this up. Eh? I was going to say you got to go for a haircut. You got to get back to Windsor. Back to Windsor, yeah. Yeah. But um, no, it was a good podcast. Thank you for having me on your show. Always, buddy. Do we call you now Tony Cangro? Yeah. I mean, I actually recently I'm like, should I rebrand again and like get rid of the Tony Cangro? But I think I'm going to stick with it right now. Stick with it. It's a good I, catchy. Honestly, like to me, it's about growing in all shapes and forms, and a lot of people think it's specifically about cannabis and that kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth because I do, here's the thing. I do want to um, create a very distinct presence within the cannabis industry, Mm -hmm. but by no means am I a complete fucking stoner. Yeah. I'm, I'm into this for a bunch of different reasons, but, and even being into the cannabis industry, um, my entrance is kind of through marketing, advertising, media, um, I do have a product that I'm working on underway, not flour, obviously, not something to consume. I have a product that I'm working on for the industry that will benefit the industry. Yeah. And that, what I think, is going to be a larger accomplishment of mine for it. And then uh, eventually I'll have a product offering for flour, for concentrates and some other things. But that's that's years down the road. Mm. Right now, especially... You you don't follow the industry right now, but it's uh it's a race no. to the bottom in terms of pricing. Okay. The economy's not doing well as a whole. And do I see opportunities there? Yes, a ton. But right now is it's time for me to focus on adapted physiques. Yeah. And building out the app further. So that's 
yeah, so we're yeah. going to go with. A big congrats on that too. I, it's a work in progress. We're going to keep going with it and uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah. Yeah. Long live adapted physiques. Always. And the Thanks. Legacy. The dogs are starting to whine. So that's our cue to, that's our cue to wrap up. But yeah. That's our cue to wrap up. It was great having you on buddy. Thank you. It was great being on. Hope you guys, anybody watching learned a thing or two. And um, yeah, I don't know if you have a disclaimer, but obviously we weren't promote. I think we were doing the opposite. I do not. I am. Do not take medical advice from me. I am not a professional physician. I am not a doctor. I am a biology geek. Yeah, we're biology geeks. We're, <laughs> we're not medical. I, this physicians. is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Remember to like if you're watching this on YouTube. Remember like, subscribe, hit the bell to get alerts. If you're watching this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hey, just keep watching and uh, please subscribe on YouTube, regardless of what platform you're on. I'm trying to build up that presence. Um, Instagram, you can find me at, well, all social media, you can find me at Tony Cangro or uh, on YouTube as uh, Adapted Online Media. And yeah, that's that's about it. All Thanks right. for coming out, guys. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's go eat. Yeah. The Tony Cangro Show, live on Twitch and watch full episodes on the Adapted Online YouTube.